Somebody will begin in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. The Bible says, therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this time to come and and study your word today, Lord, and to hear from you. Touch our hearts today. Open our ears to hear what you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Do you ever experience times when it seems like you're being challenged to move to a higher level? Maybe, Maybe it's in your personal life and maybe it's Maybe you feel like it's time to move past some of those old bad habits that that tend to hold us back from time to time. Maybe maybe it's in your professional life and maybe you feel like it's time to no longer accept the status quo and to kind of break out of your, your comfort zone and to better use the gifts and talents and abilities that that God has given you. Or maybe it is in your spiritual life, and, and you have that desire inside of you to move past life being all about you and to, to really embrace the fact that we're put on this earth to further the kingdom of, of Jesus Christ. And maybe you have that, that, that just want to inside of you to make your relationship with Jesus Christ even stronger and, and closer. You know, whether it's in your personal life or in your professional life or in your spiritual life or in any other aspect of your life, I think from time to time, we all feel that excitement inside of us when we feel like we get just a glimpse of the future that God has for us. And that excitement can either lead to action and to working on changing some of those old habits and taking some different approaches and more closely following what it is God has for us or sometimes and maybe maybe it's more times than we wish or more times than not after that initial excitement wears off and it seems like we talk to a few people and tell them what's on our heart Seems like then sometimes those counter thoughts start to outweigh those positive thoughts that God has put in our mind. And we start to give into that thought of this isn't possible or that isn't possible or I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough or I don't have enough time. And, and then before we know it, we sometimes can just be left with a sense of despair. As we look back, it seems like not too long ago we were so excited about something. And today, as we look at that same set of circumstances, it feels like it's hopeless. And we feel like however it is today is how it will always be. And, and whatever those unproductive habits we have today are the same habits we'll always have. And And we start to accept that what we are today is all we'll ever be and what we have today is all we'll ever have. And whatever our situation is today is what our situation will always be. Uh, Does anybody relate to any of that? Good. Not it would have been a very brief message. Uh, 
You know, during those times when we feel like we've seen just a small glimpse of the future that God has for us, it's, it's critically important that we hold on to some truths that will keep us from drifting back to the status quo and going back to, to what is just human nature and, and settling for a life that is far less than the life that God has for us. See, promotion is not generally easy. In those times in life, as the title said today, when we're moving on up, and I'm not talking about to the east side with the Jefferson, some of you that's over a certain age remembers that show. See, it's, it's never easy. It's, it's always the path of most resistance that provides the most rewards. But it's always worth the struggle if we keep following what it is God has put in front of us. Today in our time together, I want to illustrate this with a, a personal experience that was partially spiritual, partially personal, and had many of the challenges and components that we all face when we want to go to higher levels. Last Christmas Day, our family took a flight from Houston to Tanzania, Africa, for a trip that included, amongst other things, an a scheduled eight-day climb of Mount Kilimanjaro. For those of you who don't know, Mount Kilimanjaro is the highest freestanding mountain in the world with a summit of 19,341 feet. Our family loves to travel, and even, even really more so than that, we love to go to some neat places and attempt some, some challenging, some might say crazy, but I think fun things. And at the time when we left, Charlie, our daughter, was eight, and, and our son, was Joel Jr., was six. At the time, there had never been a six-year-old to summit Mount Kilimanjaro. There had only been two or three eight-year-olds attempt to do it. So it seemed like the logical thing to do to jump in and see what would happen. So we got to the airport. We had been looking forward to the trip for a long time. We would planned it last spring. We would been looking forward to it for about nine months. We got to the airport somewhere around noon on Christmas Day and, and got past security and sat down for a nice little Christmas lunch there at Intercontinental Airport. And all that excitement that I had felt turned to a feeling of doubt. And, and maybe I've taken this thing too far and, and what if everyone can't make it to the top of the mountain? 19,000 feet is about the limit really of what people that live at sea level should try and accomplish without oxygen. It can be very dangerous, and those thoughts came through my mind of what, what if one of the kids gets sick or, or even worse, and all those doubts started coming in my mind as we all have from time to time. At that point, there wasn't a lot I could do about it. So we got on that flight, and then those hours on that first part of that flight from Houston to Amsterdam, I accepted, I accepted something that was helpful to me. And that is when we are trying to reach new levels in our lives, one of the first things we have to accept is doubts are normal, but they can't prevail. Yes, while doubts are normal, that doubt has to sooner or later be replaced with the truth of God's Word. So many verses come to mind. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Romans 8.37 says, we are more than conquerors. I love that verse because it would have been okay if it had just said we were conquerors. 
But it says we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. And so as I let those, those truths from God's Word sink into my mind, those doubts started to quiet down a little bit. Some 24 hours later, we arrived in Tanzania. It was late at night. We got to our hotel. We went to bed. And the next morning when we woke up, they'll put the picture on the screen. This was the view we saw from our hotel room. And as I looked up at that tall mountain, I felt those doubts starting to creep back in and thought, man, that's a tall mountain. But you know what I reminded myself of? it. That's why it's important that we have God's Word in our heart. Because if we don't have God's Word stored in our heads and our hearts, it can't, it can't help us when we go through those times. And I had to replace those words of doubt with truths from the Scripture. 2 Timothy 1, 7 says, God has not given us a spirit of what? Fear. Let me tell you, you know how do you know if, if a thought is from God? Well, one way is, 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 the, is the thought fearful? Because if the thought is fearful, it didn't come from God because God has not given us a spirit of fear. And if he didn't give us a spirit of fear, he wouldn't put fearful thoughts in our mind. So the next time you have a thought of fear come in your mind, rebuke that and accept God's word. He didn't give us a spirit of fear. Let's read on. It says he gave us a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a spirit of a, of, of a sound mind. In times of promotion, we have to stand on God's word. But before we can stand on God's Word, we have to know God's Word. See, even when we know the Word and we're grounded in the Word, it's normal to look at that huge mountain that you may be facing today, figuratively speaking, and think, oh, that mountain is big. You know that feeling that sometimes gets on you where you may think, oh, I'm too old, or oh, I'm too young, or, oh, I'm too whatever. But we can't stay focused on the size of that mountain. We need to change our focus to the size of God and just focus on that next step. That's all we can focus on. I love what it says in Psalm 119. It says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You know, a lamp and a light only show so far. They only show the next step or two. It doesn't say thy word illuminates all the future in front of me so I know how the story ends. No, no, no. It says thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So we just need to keep taking those steps forward. And, and all that's really clear sometimes is just, just that next step. And don't focus on what the enormity of what lies ahead is. Whatever that medical report what may be, whatever that financial situation looks like, whatever that broken home may appear to look like right now, whatever that addiction seems to be doing to our life. See, I think some of us have gotten a little too comfortable about telling God about our problems. You know, God, as a loving Father, He certainly wants to hear about our problems, but I think we stop there too many times. You know, I think when we're finished telling God about our problems, we need to go to our problems and tell our problems about our God. I don't feel like many of us go to our problems and say, you may look like you're a big problem today, but let me tell you about this huge God that I serve. Because when compared with the size of our God, the size of our problems all of a sudden don't seem very large. See, those mountains that are in front of us start to move when we start talking to our problems about our God. Later that morning after we got to Tanzania, we woke up, and, or excuse me, later after we woke up, we went to meet our guides, and we went through all the safety talks and all the 
gear and all the final preparation. And what I found is as we talked to them, my doubts and my fears were getting less and less. Because then I'd ask our, we had three guides and 23 other staff to help us get up the mountain. As I asked those three guides how many times they had been to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro, they each said they quit counting somewhere after 300 times. And that, that I started to feel more confidence, see, because when we're trying to reach higher levels in our lives, if you don't get anything else out of what I say today, hang on to this. When we're trying to reach higher levels in our life, we need to find some people who have been where it is we want to go, and we need to be with those people. See, so many times I talk with people, sincere people, who say they're trying to do new things and they just can't figure out why it isn't working. And, and when, when you look at the situation and see who it is they're associating themselves with, none of those people have been anywhere near where this person wants to go. See, it's so important that we surround ourselves with some people who have been where it is we're wanting to go. Let me tell you today, if you're the smartest person in your circle then you're in the wrong circle. If you're the most successful per person in your circle, then your circle's not very impressive. It doesn't matter how smart we are or how successful we are. There's people in this world who are further along in the walk with Jesus Christ than we are, and we need to surround ourselves with those people so we can grow. See, when we're trying to, to go to new levels we haven't been before, and as long as we stay in our comfort zones, you know, we don't need a lot of help. But when we start to get out of our comfort zone and start trying to climb that 19,300-foot mountain in our life, then it matters who we associate with. Because as we keep on climbing and keep on trying to align our plans with God's plans for our life, we find that even when we stay on the path and we feel like we're trying to do our best to follow what God's plan is for our lives, sometimes during that journey the picture gets a little foggy. Sometimes it doesn't quite seem so, so clear. Sometimes our heads aren't, our minds don't seem to be seeing things very, very clearly. When we got about four days into our climb on Mount Kilimanjaro, if anyone asks you how long does it take to get used to not showering, it's about four days. After about four days, I just kept telling Jody, somebody around me doesn't smell very good. I don't know who this is. Finally, I said, it's me because I'm, I'm, I'm around myself all day. But, you know, about four days in, we felt like we'd kind of hit a little stride and hit a little groove. And, okay, we have this. It's not so bad. It's not so hard. Then what happened is we got up to around 15,000 feet. And it started to get foggy. And the air started to get a little more thin. And it, it started to be harder to see straight. I believe there's a picture they have when we were on one particular part where, where you can see it was really foggy and, and one step wrong to the right was down about a thousand feet. I don't think we would have survived that. And, and what I learned firsthand at that point as our guides, those people we had surrounded ourselves with who had traveled this path countless times, they knew where each step needed to go. And they knew the danger points, and they could help us avoid those pitfalls, and they could, they could tell the difference, see, between the normal effects of taking on altitude versus the altitude sickness that can be fatal. And we need some people around us who know the difference between normal growing pains, between what it looks like to get outside of our comfort level where we need to be, but yet 
still be inside of our anointing where we always need to stay within. See, what we need to understand when we're moving to higher levels, we need to stay outside of our comfort zone, yet we need to stay inside of our anointing. That's where growth happens. Growth is never going to happen in our comfort zones, and growth is also not going to happen outside our anointing. But somewhere outside of our comfort zones, yet still inside of our level of anointing, that's where growth happens. See, because as we keep climbing in life, we find that, yes, we go through times where the the mental picture may be a little foggy, but when we keep going, and sometimes we think it'll never be clear, but when we keep following God, one day we'll wake up, and all that fog and all that unclarity, all of a sudden, you'll feel like you've risen above all that junk. One morning we woke up on the climb to Kilimanjaro, and all of a sudden we weren't in the fog anymore. We weren't in the clouds anymore. We had slept above the clouds. We didn't know it when we went to bed that night because it was dark. But when we woke up the next morning, everything was clear. We had, we had climbed on, and that's what happens in life. If we just keep going with God, all of a sudden things clear up. But see, then we have to understand just when we feel like we're almost there, Seem like when we're almost to what God has for us, something can hit us out of the blue. Has ever happened to anyone? You feel like you're there. You feel like you've, you've almost made the journey for what God has for you, and something hits you out of the blue. When we were on Kilimanjaro, there is a place called Stella Point, which is 18,800 feet. It's the first time that you can actually see the, the summit is from Stella Point. But see, by that point, exhaustion has set in, and, and fatigue has set in. And our guides told us that many, many, many people that they bring up there make it to Stella Point, and they can see the summit, and they turn back. Even though they can see that summit, and it's only 500 feet higher, and it's only about a 30-minute walk, fatigue has set in. They don't have their strength. They don't have their stamina. They don't have any, any will left to keep moving forward. And I encourage you, no matter where you are today, Keep moving forward with God. Don't stop. Setbacks are going to happen. Sometime like we did at Stella Point, you may need a little spiritual oxygen. That's what God's Word is. God's Word is spiritual oxygen. When you feel down and out, if you'll just immerse yourself in God's Word, there's a picture of us at, at 18,800 feet. I think the kids look better than I looked. Let me tell you, you need some spiritual oxygen. Sometimes we feel like that spiritually. Sometimes we feel like that spiritually. We need to get in God's Word, and we need to strengthen ourselves. I love what it said. It said Moses strengthened himself in the Lord. Sometimes we need to get with God and just, just renew our strength that way. Sometimes the weak need to say they are strong, and we need to get in God's Word. We need to make sure we're surrounded by people who speak truth in our life. Evaluate your circle. Does your circle speak truth and life, or does your circle speak gossip and negativity? Because when you're climbing that mountain in life and you slip, and trust me, we'll all slip, your fall won't be fatal if you're surrounded by the right people. Proverbs 27, 24 says, Though you may stumble, you will not fall. For the Lord upholds you with His hand. Proverbs 24, 16 said, Though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. On our trip every morning, Jody, Charlie, 
Joel Jr. and me and our friend Danny Slavens that went with us. And our guys would get in a circle and we'd hold hands and, and we would pray for God's protection that day and, and for his strength to meet the day's challenges. And we would thank God in advance that he had given us sound minds and strong bodies. And then each evening we'd get in a circle and we'd hold hands and pray. Two of those three guys were, were Muslim guys. And we would hold hands and we would pray and we would thank God for his goodness and for his provision. And just so you know, at the, at the summit, we didn't stop on Stella Point. We made it. I think there's a photo up there. We made it all the way to that the summit. And, and, and when we were there, we thanked God for his goodness and for his provision and for his strength and for his care. And I encourage you today, whatever it is we go through in life is more challenging than climbing a 19,300-foot mountain, but there's a lot of parallels. And I encourage you today, when, when, when you feel that promotion coming, and, and, but you also feel that, that those second thoughts in your mind, remember a few things. One, doubts are normal, but don't let them win. Stand on God's Word. Two, don't focus on the enormity of the mountain. Focus on the enormity of God. All you've got to do is take that next step. Number three, surround yourself with people who have been where you want to go. Don't surround yourself with people who are from where you came from. Because if you do, you'll be back from where you came from pretty quick. And number four, no matter what it looks like, trust God and stay close to Him. And in the end, whenever our end is, we will always have victory if Jesus is Lord of our life. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you, God, that it is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I thank you, God, that you order our steps. Give us the courage, give us the strength, give us the stamina, give us the will, God, to follow the steps that you are ordering. Give us clarity of mind and strength of body and strength of will. God, we thank you that most of all, while we were still sinners, you sent your own son to die for us. Pray that you'd go with us through the remainder of this week. Go before us to lead the way. Go behind us to protect us and go beside us as our friend and companion. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.